just continue on in the theme that God has given us for this year, and we're not going to back off on it because when God speaks, we want to listen. When God says, move in this direction, we want to be right where he tells us to. Amen. He led them through the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights with a pillar of fire by night and a cloud by day. And uh, if they chose to not follow the cloud, if it moved in the day or the pillar of fire, if it moved at night, uh, it wasn't God's fault because God said, be prepared at all times to move where I go. And if you go where I go, you'll have my presence and you'll have my power. You'll have my provision. So uh, in, in the same way, we want to always be listening to the Lord and what God would have for us uh, in this day and hour. I know he's given us his logos which is a, a, the basic standard that we can never move away from. But don't ever forget that God is a living God and that he speaks to us daily. He speaks to us and as he is a speaking spirit. And he is spirit. God is spirit. And those who uh, worship him, worship him in spirit and in truth. Amen. So God said this is a year of an open heaven and that we are to, with a great anticipation and expectation, uh, go through what we do this year uh, expecting the favor of God to flow to us through this open heaven. And uh, I'm not going to back off of that because I already it's just February the 8th and already there's been more done in my life in certain areas miraculously in these, this month and eight days than I have in eight years before. Uh, such an ex acceleration so uh, I, I know what God does for me, wants to do for you, because God is no respecter of persons, amen? Isn't that great to know that God's no respecter of persons? It doesn't matter how we grew up, where we grew up, what parents we came through, it really doesn't matter. He's no respecter of persons. With God, we all come to Him as sons and daughters when we're born again. And let me tell you what, He has a plan and a purpose and a destiny for each and every one of us. So we want to look at an open heaven to divine favor tonight. And, uh, and I believe this is going to be a continuation of maybe uh, stepping into the new year because I feel like it's very prophetic. And when God gives me a word to be prophetic, I want to speak it forth because that's what the prophet's job is to do, is to speak forth what God is saying. And, um, and I just hear the Lord saying, and I've been with him locked away pretty much all day, and, uh, and he said, it's time for God's favor on your life. He said, it's time. I want to get my favor on your life. So I'm here to tell you that I believe that uh, God's ready to take you to another level like you've never known before, like you've never experienced before. You may keep a journal, but this will be journaling things that have never happened before. They're going to happen quicker than they did before. They're going to happen better. Than, things are going to get easier. Somebody receive that right now. Man, I received that. Things are going to get easier. Hallelujah! I like that because there's been a lot of things we've had to contend for. There's been a lot of things we've had to press in and press on to get through, right? But I hear the Lord saying it's going to get easier. Hallelujah. It's going to be like, it's going to be lubricated with fresh oil, anointing. And, and, and your business is going to get easier. Your parenting is going to get easier. Your, your bones working together is going to get easier. Your, your organs working is going to get easier. Everything's going to get easier. Hallelujah. And it won't be by happenstance and it won't be by coincidence. And, and nobody will be left wondering if this was God or if this was not God. Because the favor of God is going to be so awesome in and on your life that there will be no shadow of doubt that it's the hand of God upon you. That this is the miracle of heaven working its way on and through your life here on this earth. You're going to see the favor of God. I say you're going to see the favor of God. Father, we just thank you right now. We're going to receive your word. We're going to hear your word. We're going to believe your word. We're going to walk in your word. We're going to talk your word. We're going to tell others about your word. We're going to experience your word. Lord God, we thank you as we come to your word now. In Jesus' name, that you, Holy Spirit, that you would do great and mighty things in and through us as we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. I believe the Lord is saying, I am saving the best for last. And we're the ones that are going to experience the favor of God in its fullness and that we should get ready. We should get ready. I just hear my spirit. We should get ready. There's going to be some changes around our house. Favor is coming. That squeaky door is not going to squeak anymore. I'm telling you, and I'm just using that as a picture of whatever it was that was dragging its feet in your house. There's going to be anointing. There's going to be favor that's going to come there. Hallelujah. 
Psalms 102, I just woke up this morning and the Lord just said, this is that which I want you to declare. Psalms 102, verse 13, you will arise. God says he's going to arise and he's going to have mercy on Zion for the time to favor her. Yes, the set time has come. So right now, I just want you to say, this is my season. This is my time. My time for favor. Hallelujah. Because God is saying, I'm ready to arise. I don't, I don't set the time. I have nothing to do with the agenda of God. He has never given me his calendar and said that I can tell him what to do. But he can tell me what he's going to do. Amen. And he says, I'm going to arise. I am going to stand up. And the reason so is because the mercy of me, I, I want to extend it to my people. They've been crying out to me. They've been praying. They've been fasting. They've been believing. They've been giving. They've been serving. He says, and I'm going to show them a supernatural natural manifest like they've not seen before it's like Abraham's seed when they were in Egypt uh, when they were in Egypt if you remember the story they had a promised land that was a position uh, that was promised to them a promised land while they yet lived in slavery which was their condition there's some of you tonight there's an area of your life that's still bound there's an area of your life that still doesn't have the fullness of what God has promised for you you know the promise you receive the promise you believe the promise you know what the Word of God says the promise is, yet you have not yet been delivered from the condition. And Egypt, if you look at the Hebrew for Egypt, uh, is Mithraim, and it literally means to be hemmed in, to be bound. It's a sense of limitation, being fenced in or distressed. There may be some Egypt in your life tonight, something that's hemming you in, something that's distressing you, something that's binding you, something that's holding you back. Because Egypt, the world, thought that just because they had Israel for the church, which represents the church there, for 400 years, they thought that time and circumstance nullified the promise of God. Well, I'm here to tell you what you've been dealing with may have some time on it. And it may be a circumstance that maybe has always been before you. But just like Egypt who thought time and circumstance nullified the promise of God, the promise of God was given to the children of Israel and God rose up and He raised up a deliverer to bring the children of Israel out of that bondage and into their promise. And the same is true for you tonight. It doesn't matter how long it's been. It doesn't matter what the circumstances have been. I hear God saying He is raising up. He is raising up. He is standing up on, out of His throne. And He says, I'm going to arise and I'm going, it's the set time. I'm going to favor you. I'm going to, I've heard your cry. I've heard your uh, call out to me. And I'm going to cause it to happen for you. Hallelujah. I want to remind you, when God says He's going to do something, He's going to do it. Whether you like it or not, He's going to do it. Amen? And at the appointed time, God got Moses' attention on the backside of the wilderness, and God said, it's time. God said, it's time. And when he got his attention, he, it wasn't because the Israelites had changed their mentality. It wasn't because the Israelites were having a revival there in Goshen. It wasn't because uh, of any of these circumstances. The thing that got the attention of God was they cried out to God. They said, you know what? We've got a covenant with God. And we've got a promise in that covenant. We need to remind ourselves. We need to remind our families. We need to remind our children that we have a covenant with God. And they called out to their covenant God and said, look, this has been so normal for us, we forgot what we had. But we have been reminded by your Spirit that we have a covenant with you. And they begin to cry out to the God of covenant. And they said, God, will you bring us up and out of this bondage and bring us into the promises of the covenant? And God says, I will. I will. And He gets Moses on the backside of the wilderness and He says, it's time for you to go forth and be my spokesperson. See, God needed a voice. He needed to get His Word in the earth. And Moses was the carrier of God's Word. Well, I feel like I'm your Moses here tonight. I heard God. He's been speaking to me. He says, I need this voice. I need my voice to be heard. And those that will hear it and believe it and receive it are going to walk it. And then He says, I need you to tell them I'm right rising up. This is a time of favor. This is a time of change. This is a time of advancement. This is a time when it looks like it'll never happen. It's going to happen. This is a time where it looked like it was dead, but it's going to rise up with resurrection power and it will live. That's what the Lord is saying. And the same is true right now for you and me here on this evening. Every one of us here, I'm telling you, we all know what it was like to be born into slavery. For we were all born into slavery of sin, right? The slavery of poverty 
poverty, the slavery of a life of broken things. Do you know what I'm talking about? Any of you out there can identify with broken dreams or broken homes or broken hearts or broken lives or broken bodies or broken uh, uh, circumstances or just being broke. Some of us know exactly what that's like. But I'm here to tell you that as I've heard the voice of God, that God wants His Word to be heard in the earth. So I'm here not with my words. I'm not here with anything that I have put together. But I'm here with a word from the Ancient of Days. You may know Him as your Savior. You may know Him as your healer. You may know Him as your deliverer. You may know Him as your provider. You may know Him as your God. I'm just here to deliver His Word to you. And He is saying, it is time. This is your season. This is your time. This is what you've been praying for. This is what you've been waiting for. This is what you've been calling out to the God of covenant and putting it into remembrance before Him for. And He says, I'm going to I'm rising up and I want you to tell Pharaoh, which is a type of the devil, to let my people go, a type of the church, because the world, which is Egypt, a type of the world, is, is not going to hold us anymore for we're under an open heaven. We're under an open heaven. I'm telling you, God says, don't look at your circumstances in the earthly because when you're under an open heaven, you have access to what heaven provides here on earth. Hallelujah. And you know the story. God did many signs and wonders and miracles in order to bring His children out of the world, Egypt, out of bondage from the devil, uh, uh, Pharaoh, into His promises. He did a lot, of, a lot of signs and wonders and miracles. And God said, I want you to remind my people that I'm the same God. I've changed not. I'm the same yesterday, today, and forever. And He says, and I'm, I'm ready to do many signs and wonders and miracles like you've never seen before to break you out of the bondage, to break you out of the pain and to break you out of the, the, the circumstances that has been holding you back. A God of wonders, a God of many signs, a God of miracles is talking to us and He says, look to Him, look to Him. He's the God who has opened the heavens and He's pouring out favor on His church for those who will align themselves with Him and have faith to believe and receive. Just like we saw Israel and Egypt, it was like an alarm clock went off and in heaven and the Father leans over to Jesus and asks, what time is it? And Jesus replied, it's time. It's time to open the heavens for favor. And that was when Moses got the burning bush and the message and he began to obey and bring the word of God into this earth and the time began to manifest. Well, we're doing the same here. I believe there's an alarm clock that has gone off in heaven and God is saying it is time. It's an open heaven for divine favor like we've never known before. He's been preparing us since Rosh Hashanah and He's ready for us to walk through it. He's ready for us to engage in it. He's ready for your life to be the demonstration of it. Somebody shout out, it's my season. It's my time. Come on, let's say it again. It's my season. It's my time. See, after 400 years, God starts to favor them all because it was time. Hallelujah. And here, uh, in the second month of 2017, God is saying again, it is time. I'm not going to argue with Him. I'm not going to tell Him to delay it. I'm going to say, yes, Lord, here am I. I'm ready. I want to be right where you want me to be, praise God. Because when God says it's time, if I studied it in the Scripture right, I find that that means there's a double manifestation of multiplication. There's a double manifest of the multiplied favor of God, the multiplied blessings and healing and prosperity and growth and expansion and influence and power and everything else you can think of. There is this supernatural multiplication Applied, uh, uh, anointing that God is releasing for such a time as this. Hallelujah. He said, it's your season, it's your time. In Ecclesiastes 3 and 14, he said this, and I like the message uh, Bible and how it says it. I've also concluded that whatever God does, that's the way it's going to be. Don't you like that? I've concluded that whatever God does, that's the way it's going to be. Always. It endures forever. No addition, no subtraction. God's done it and that's it. So we'll quit asking questions and simply worship in holy fear. Can't nobody add to it when God does it. And can, nobody can take from it when God does it. Nobody can say you did it. And nobody can say it was just a lucky break. We're going to know and the world's going to know and our family's going to know that this was the manifest of the grace and the favor and the hand of God. Hallelujah. Know this. 
that this is an open heaven for divine favor. This is God's will. This is God's heart. Now what are we to do? Well, God wants us to worship Him. God wants us to revere Him. He wants us to fear Him. That, that holy righteous fear where we say, God, I trust you over anything. I trust you before uh, I would trust what I see. And any report that I receive from man, I will trust your report over that. Because, Lord God, my reverential fear, my trust is in you. I'm not going to trust what I see with my eyes. I'm going to trust what I hear you say with your words. Hallelujah. Now, please understand that this uh, psalm that we're looking at is very prophetic. He's seeing into the future. If you go down to verse 15 of this psalm, it says, So the nations shall fear the name of the Lord and all the kings of the earth your glory. And, and, and so it's talking about what God is going to do in and through His church is that which is going to impact history. It's actually going to change how history would have been written. Praise God. Because of the hand of God. Now, if you look in Isaiah 60, verse 1 and following, again, we see the prophecy. As the prophet is speaking, he's speaking the voice of God in this earth, and everyone who will hear what God is saying, what God is saying is for you. Arise and shine, for your light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, the deep darkness the people, but the Lord will arise over you, and His glory will be seen upon you. The Gentiles shall come to your light and kings to the brightness of your rising. He talks about the glory of God coming upon the church and it actually being seen on us. So much so that those that are lost will start coming to us and they'll be crying out, what can I do to be saved? What must I do to be saved? And, and, and many people have said, as they've looked at these prophecies, they said, when will this happen? Well, it says it will happen when the world is at a very dark place. And when the world is facing its darkest hour, the church will be the brightest. I believe the Lord is raising us up and God is speaking to us because there is, there is, there is a lot of darkness in this world today. And there is a lot of discontent and there's a lot of fear and there's a lot of unrighteousness and there are things that are planned in the minds of people that are inspired by demons and Satan himself that had not yet manifest that if a tenth of those were manifest, the world would think that we would be in an all-out world war. It is all but just from an action in changing the history as we see it happening now before us. But verse 16 pinpoints a time frame that, that God said that He's going to, in this darkest hour, that He's going to raise up a church. He's going to raise up His people. And His people have to have something supernatural in order to bring about the transference and the change that's going to take place. And He says it's going to be, the, the, what they need is His favor. And he says, I'm going, to open my, I'm going to open the heavens and I'm going to pour out favor when it's time, like they've ne a, a measure of favor. You've got favor now, but a measure of favor like you've never had before. And he says in verse 16 of this psalm, And the Lord shall build up Zion, and he shall appear in his glory. In other words, he's saying before the appearing of the Lord, there will be a set time of favor that the church will experience. And this set time of favor will precede his appearing. So the nearer and nearer we get to the return of the Lord Jesus, when the world's going to be getting more violent and darker, that is when the church is going to become more unified, more anointed, and brighter. Hallelujah. He said, I've said it in time. When one goes one way, the other one's going to go the other way. For the last time, salvation of the world, that the light will be evident and seen, that those that are in the darkness would have the opportunity to see not a religion and not an organization and not anything political, but that they would see the hand of God upon the people of God and they would run to the people of God as the Egyptians ran to Goshen to the people of God and said, can we stay here? We trust your God. We believe your God. And the Bible said there were many Egyptians who were in Goshen and there they were protected from the plagues that came on the Egyptians because they reached out to the God of Israel. And I'm telling you what, God is saying the same is going to happen in these last days. He said, it is my set time that I will favor. And guess what? It's already happening. It, it is. It, we're right now, the ages to come that Paul spoke about in Ephesians 2 and 7, they're here among us right now. Therefore, we need to expect the favor of, of God on us like never before. These are challenging times. These are trying times. These are, these are times with great contest between the forces of darkness and the forces of life. And we need, we need the, the power of God. We need the favor of God. We need the anointing of God like never before. 
And I believe that's why the Lord said in 2017, as we stepped over the threshold into this year just a month and eight days ago, He said, proclaim this is the year of an open heaven of divine favor. This is an open heaven. He says, he says, you're going to have to contend for some things. You're going to have to face some of the authorities. And you have to declare my word before the uh, Ahabs uh, that, that, that want to hold up and hold back the, the blessings of God. He says, but I just want you to know you're not going in your own strength. As Moses went in my strength, you're going to go in my strength. He said, I'm going to pour favor out on you, anointing out on you, insight and understanding on you like you've never known before. I'm telling you what, the cure of some things are right here. I'm telling you, in this favor, we need to open our mind. Some of the world's uh, toughest problems today, the answers to them are available in the anointing. We just got to get our faith up and understand this. And how do we do that? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. I believe there are cure to things, incurable diseases will uh, have to be, the medical journals will have to be rewritten, that they're no longer under the category incurable anymore because the people of God are going to hear what God is saying and we're going to be able to, even though we may not even be a, a one that studies the sciences, God's going to show, God's going to show. So we need to start praying, God, show me. God, I want to position myself for this divine anointing, this favor under this open heaven that you have. Lord God, that I can, I can bring the, the answer to this world to help the people in this world. You say, well, that can never happen. Well, you've just disqualified yourself. And it won't happen. As Jesus said, be it unto you according to your faith. But let me tell you what, the prophet speaks the word so that we can hear the word and decide whether we're going to let our faith arise or not to believe the word so that we can walk in the word so that we can experience the word and eat the fruit of the word. Amen? In Isaiah 61 verse 1, he says, the spirit of God. Here again is the message uh, Bible, uh, uh, Isaiah 61 verse 1. The spirit of God, the master, is on me because God has anointed me. He sent me to preach good news to the poor and heal the brokenhearted and announce freedom to all captives, pardon to all prisoners. God sent me to announce the year of His favor. His favor. He said, I want, I'm here to announce it. And when Jesus announced it, what happened? An open heaven began to pour out the favor. There were miracles. There was walking on water. There was needs met with coins and a fish mouth. There was all kinds of uh, leprosy healed. There was things that had never taken place before. Women who couldn't get healed from doctors and all the money they had got healed when they touched the hem of his garment. Things happened like they'd never happened before, but he had to announce it first. And I'm here announcing it tonight. I'm announcing it tonight. That God has sent me to announce this is a year of His favor. This is a year of grace, a celebration of God's destruction of our enemies. He says it is a, His destruction of our enemies and to comfort all who mourn, to care for the needs of all who mourn in Zion, to give them bouquets of roses instead of ashes, messages of joy instead of news of doom. We've got to change the way we talk. The world's taught us how to talk. The world's taught us how to talk, but we got to change it because the power of life and death is in our tongue. And the power of blessing and curses is in our tongue. Could somebody say amen? we got to learn how to talk. we got to change the way we talk. Because He's given us bouquets of roses instead of ashes and messages of joy instead of news of doom, a praising heart instead of a languid spirit. Rename them, He said, oaks of righteousness planted by God to display His glory. Hallelujah. He wants to display His glory. He wants to display His favor on somebody. He told His Son, he, and His Son told me by His Spirit that it is time, it's the set time to show His favor on somebody. But somebody's got to say, here am I, God. I'm in the covenant. I believe the covenant. You can trust me, Lord, that you can lay it on me and I will honor you as an oak of righteousness, a planting of you for the display of your favor. Hallelujah. I want us to look at some of the benefits that come from this open heaven. I want to build up your anticipation. I want you to build up your expectation. I want to build up your understanding. And I want to build up your faith so that you will expect this. You won't say, wow, what is that? Wow, I, this is uneasy. Wow, I've never had this kind of business before. Wow, I've never had this kind of peace in my home before. This feels weird. I want you to expect it. I want you to expect the peace of God where nothing is broken and nothing is missing in every area of your life. And here's some of the benefits from, that come from an open heaven to divine favor. One I have here in no special order, but favor produces supernatural increase and promotion. 
favor of God, this open heaven that we're under, you need to expect it. You need to believe it. You need to start talking this way because this is what the Word of God says, that the favor of God produces supernatural increase and promotion. Genesis 39, 21, But the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy, and he gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. I could give you scripture after scripture from Genesis to Revelation that a circumstance was negative, a circumstance looked hopeless, a circumstance was in trouble, but the favor of God came in and turned it all the way around, and what the enemy meant for evil was turned for good. That's what God wants you to expect. That if you've got any area in your life, any circumstance in your life that needs increase or needs promotion, you don't trust the hand of man. You don't trust the politics of man. You don't trust even the working of your own hand. He wants you to trust the hand of God. That God says, I'll put my hand in the midst of the mix and I will cause promotion to come unto you. I will cause increase to come unto you. But you are to give me glory and praise for it before it comes and after it comes hallelujah and I believe that's key that we do it before it comes because it's almost like like the tithing thing God I'll tithe when I can afford to tithe well when can you afford to tithe well I can afford to tithe when I'm making 40,000 a year 40,000 a year comes you're not making ends meet no I can't afford to tithe I can afford to tithe when I make 60,000 a year $60,000 comes a year and you still say you can't afford to tithe you've overspent you've overextended yourself so now it's when you got 100,000 and then it goes up to 200,000 and then when you know and you just keep getting businesses or, and keep doing investments and they didn't go the way you wanted them to go and you're still waiting for them to come back and you're like man I just got to wait now until it's a million, two million. Let me tell you what. That God honors faith. When we bring the first fruit unto Him, when we bring that tithe unto Him, and we say, Lord, I just made a dollar but a dime, George, because I know you gave me the strength and the wisdom to make the dollar. And I'm just a steward of the 90% that's left. And Lord God, I praise you for all of it. So you're praising Him before the increase, and then the increase, next thing you bring in a dollar because you made $10. And then the same thing goes. The next thing you know, you bring in $10 because you made $100. And then you bring in $100 because you made $1,000. You see you hear what I'm saying? So we've got to learn to be a people of faith where we're praising God and we're talking what God says before we see it. And then when we walk through it, we can't help but give Him the praise because we were blessing Him in faith that He was the one going to provide. And then when we come through it, we thank Him for the provision. Amen. So favor produces supernatural increase and promotion. I want to pray in the name of Jesus right now. As I speak prophetically over your people, God, I want to declare your word over them. That your favor, your favor, God, you said it's the set time. And your favor is going to produce supernatural increase and supernatural promotion in every area of their life. Lord, I want to help lead them in thanking you right now in advance, God, that we're thanking you for the supernatural increase. Even before we see it, Lord, we know your word is true. Your word is better than any contract signed by man. Lord, your contract is signed in the blood with the blood of your own son, Jesus Christ, a righteous blood sinless blood and God you're not a man that you shall lie so God you said it we believe it we decree it we declare it and we now say thank you God I thank you for your favor that is producing supernatural increase and supernatural promotion in my life Lord I thank you I praise you Lord the reason I lift my hands and the reason I jump and the reason I shout and the reason I clap my hands and the reason I'm excited to come together with the ecclesia of the church and to give you a corporate praise is because I trust you and I know what you say you're going to do, you're going to do. And I'm excited to live the life that you've called me to live. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Second, second benefit, I would say, of uh, living under this open heaven of the favor of God is favor produces restoration of everything that the enemy has stolen from you. Favor produces restoration of everything, everything that the enemy has stolen from you. Hallelujah. I guarantee you need to go ahead and make your list. Make it twice. Check it twice. Put it down. Because I'm telling you, God is not a God that just makes empty promises. He tells us in Exodus 3.21, And I will give this people favor in the sight of the Egyptians, and it shall be that when you go, that you shall not go empty-handed. And we know that when they came out of Egypt, 
One day they were the poorest people in the land. The next day they were the richest people in the land. There was a divine transference of the wealth of the wicked that came to the righteous. That's the reason that Pharaoh and the soldiers come running after them because they had plundered Egypt. God had, the people were just throwing their jewels and their treasures and everything and their, their animals and everything that was left just to get the Israelites out because of the pain of losing their firstborn sons and firstborn that had died. But let me tell you what, then they realized, wait a minute, here we are uh, still suffering and we just lost everything. So they got the army together and they said, we're going back to get it. And God said, you're not going to get it. When God does a transference of wealth from the wicked to the righteous, if He has to part the ocean to get you safely on the other side and then drown the enemy behind you, uh, He'll do just that because God's going to keep His Word. And God says, it is a set time for me to favor my people. Uh, this is an open heaven uh, and there's divine favor and my divine favor is going to produce restoration of everything that the enemy has stolen from you. So what you need to do is you need to get excited you need to get ready you need to get prepared uh, you need to start studying what you're going to do with that increase that's going to come into your life you need to start figuring out how you're going to handle it you need to start setting things up because it's coming Exodus 11, 2 and 3. The Bible says, The Lord gave the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians. Moreover, the man Moses was very great in the land of Egypt, in the sight of Pharaoh's servants and in the sight of the people. Everything that came to them, the Scripture tells us God did it. God did it. I'm telling you what, what's coming to you, God's going to do it. Hallelujah. God's going to do it. Aren't you excited to know that God cares so much about you that He's going to get it to you? He's going to, he's going to equip those that He trusts. If you're trustworthy, He said, if you've been trustworthy in the small things, I'm going to grant to you greater things. So I would say we need to really, I think Pastor Adika was flowing in the prophetic uh, uh, sometime back when she says, do, a, do an inventory, do a financial inventory. Do a giving inventory. Do a, do a, a prayer inventory. We need, to, we need to do an audit, an audit of our lives to make sure we're being faithful in these areas that may be seemingly small so that we know that we're in the position for this when God bring, as God is doing, He put, can put it on you and in you and through you. Amen? So we see that favor produces restoration of everything that the enemy has stolen and that we just want to rejoice in. And then favor produces honor in the midst of your adversaries. Produces honor in the midst of your adversaries. And we read that in Exodus 11, 2 and 3, where God gave this favor to the Israelites. But Moses, because Moses was willing to stand up to the enemy, God favored, especially says Moses there before Pharaoh, and his service in the sight of the people. So God is wanting to bring promotion, restoration and promotion into your life. He wants to honor you in the midst of your adversaries. Now, I don't know about you, but I just thank God that he put that in there because it, you know, sometimes it just, it just doesn't seem right that the enemy can play unfair, he can cheat, he can lie, he can steal, he can, he can do anything and everything and really mess up our lives, mess up our lives big time, and, and to think that we would have to see the hand of God bring restoration and turnaround and promotion in our lives, and that not be put in the enemy's face just would seem unfair. I'm just glad God says, I'm going to say, devil, in your face, in your face. What you meant for evil, look at it, look at it. I've just used every stone you threw at her. I've just used it as a stepping stone to get her to a whole nother level. Do you see what you thought you were doing, but you see what I was doing? Hallelujah. Praise God. Another benefit of walking in the favor of God under this open heaven is favor produces increased assets. Increased assets. I know none of you are concerned about that or care about that. But for the two or three uh, in the house that maybe do, you can open your ears to hear this, especially in the area of real estate. See, there's something about this earth that God, when he created it, and he get, created Adam and Eve, and he breathed into Adam the breath of his life, and then took out of Adam's side his helpmate Eve, he said to them, I want you to take dominion over this earth. It's like God says, I've made this earth special. I've made this earth that has resources that will, will take care of the billions of people that are to come. He had two. 
But he said the billions and the billions and the billions that will come. See, God can see the beginning from the end and the end from the beginning. And he says this earth will never run out of resources because I, create, I created it. I'm the God. And, and when God created, the, he even uses the verb tense that he is continuously creating. We make something and we set it on the shelf and really and truly it begins to deteriorate. It doesn't, it doesn't continue to grow. It, it actually begins to dissolve. Very minute and small in things that may take hundreds or thousands of years for it to do so, but it's less than today than it was the day I, I put it together. Now, we can't really create anything. Only God can create. You know the story where, you know, the man got up with, uh, Adam got up with God and said, you know what, uh, I'm, I'm first, first uh, generation from you, God. So I'm as smart as you are. He said, really? He said, yeah, let's have a, a creating contest. He said, okay, let's do that. And Adam reached down and grabbed some clay, and God said, uh-uh, put that down. That's mine. <laughs> you're not going to take what I created to say you're going to create something. You create something, you just create it. Okay, Adam lost in that. That's not Bible. That's just a little funny story. Don't y'all go out and say, well, Pastor said something about Adam. I don't know what book of the Bible that's in. That, that's just funny. Okay. So when God created the heavens and the earth, that's why they're still expanding. The earth, I know, I know we need to take care of it and be good stewards of it, but you're not going to deplete and, and, and take out of this earth until it's time, until it's time for this earth to be renewed. You're going to see the creating power of God. That's why you're going to keep finding and keep finding stuff. And do you think that stuff just happened to be there? Do you just think that was some big bang that put all that there? Or a God who is willing and said he's going to sustain our every need. Hallelujah. So, so when, when we have the favor of God uh, in this open heaven in our life, it's always expanding, not deteriorating, but expanding in our life. And there's something about this earth when he created it. It's very special to him, and he wanted us to take dominion over it. So we see throughout the scripture that when God's open heaven brings this favor, can y'all keep number four up there for me? Number four, uh, he keeps his favor there. Uh, it's an increase in assets, but especially in the area of real estate. Now, I'm not telling everybody in here to go get in real estate. I'm just telling you what the Bible says, that there's going to be an increase in assets, especially in real estate. I don't know if you believe in God for another house. I don't know if you believe in God for uh, uh, homes that you can rent or condos you can rent or you want to flip on? I don't know. I don't understand all the, the details of how it works out in every individual's life, but I know that this favor of increased assets is also connected to uh, in the area of real estate, which is real. You know, this earth, it's, it's, it, we're to take dominion over it. Deuteronomy 33, 23. And of Naphtali, he said, O Naphtali, satisfied with favor... So he said, here's your name. That means satisfied with favor and full of the blessing of the Lord. Possess the west and the south. Possess the land is what he was saying. I want you to go to the west and the south. I want you to possess the land. Here's a man that he says, I've named you as one who is satisfied of my favor. So here's how it's supposed to manifest in your life. You're to be a landowner. You're to be a landowner. Hallelujah. Isn't it amazing that God, when he gave us the promise for the promised land, that he said, you will uh, live in houses you didn't build, you'll have houses you didn't build and vineyards you didn't plant. He says, he, he's, God cares, he's concerned about this area of real estate. So I want us to be open to that. I want our faith to arise. Maybe start studying in that area and being, being prepared. Maybe uh, you're looking for a, a different house. Uh, don't, don't let the devil tell you, shut up and live where you're at. Be happy right where you're at. Say, devil, I got a promise from God. And a promise from God that I'm not only supposed to have this house, he said that if I would seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, that all these things which there were listed there in Matthew as being houses and land and all these things would be added unto me. If I would leave my father and mother and I'd pursue and, and serve you, that you would take care of me and you would add houses and land to me. So, so God cares about it. So don't, so don't let the devil talk you out of it. Amen? Amen? And then number five, here's a benefit of walking in the favor of God under this open heaven. Favor produces great victories in the midst of great impossibilities. That means that you may have a situation or a circumstance that as far as man can figure it out, they can't help you. 
Mankind can't help you. The circumstance or the situation or the disease or the, or the setback or whatever is beyond human control or beyond human help. It's an impossibility. But I'm here to encourage your faith that whatever you're dealing with, whatever, however impossible it may seem, this favor of God that comes in this open heaven produces victory in the midst of great impossibilities. And the Bible is chock full from cover to cover of God proving that over and over and over again. Joshua 11 and 20, it says, For it was the Lord uh, to harden their hearts, that they should come against Israel in battle, that He might utterly destroy them, that they might receive no mercy, but that He, talking about God, might destroy them as the Lord had commanded Moses. Let me tell you what. God is interested in your victory. God is interested in you coming through whatever you're coming through victorious. You may say, well, I, I didn't feel like anybody was on my side. God is on your side. And He not, is not only on your side, if you'll make way by your faith and your expectation and anticipation, you can let the hand of God fight the battle for you. And God will bring you a victory in the midst of your adversary. See, that's, God's proven that throughout the Scriptures. So sometimes we have our hand on something so tight that we can't let the hand of God work in that. And we've got it so figured out that we're not open to let God do something different than what our limited minds are, are holding to. So I'm just saying, let us open our minds and our hearts to God. He cares. He cares about your struggle. He loves you so much. If you could but understand the love of God for you. He loves you. He's a good, good father. He loves you. The enemy has done everything he can to, to mess up and to derail and, and cause confusion in trusting and love relationships. And he has done a good job at destroying it. But I'm here to tell you, for everything the devil is doing, God is doing much more in restoring. The enemy's destroying. God's restoring. And God wants to restore your relationships. He wants to restore your health. He wants to restore your wealth. He wants to restore your mind. He wants to restore your heart. He wants to restore your, your, your vigor and your joy in living in this world. Oh, God loves you so much. And the enemy tries to make us think because we've had authorities do us wrong and authorities let us down. Somehow or another, we cause this misplaced anger where we, we put it on God. For God is the authority. And if God is on the throne and God is in ultimate charge, then He allowed it, so that must be what He wanted in my life. That's a lie from the enemy. See, God had to give us free will in order to have genuine love. You can't have love if, if you're a, a robot. You can't have love. That PV speaker right there has served us well, and it gives me a good sound back. But I can never have a love relationship with that PV speaker. It's plugged in, and it's doing what it was designed to do. And no relation, love relationship there, right? And in the same way, if God created us as equipment, then there would be no love relationship. But he had to give us free will. And in giving us free will, we can make bad choices. And we can uh, yield to the influence of the enemy and let the enemy use us to really manifest hell on earth. Right? And, and there's a war and there's an effect and a cause to all of this. But that does never take away the fact that God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, that whosoever believes... See, there's our free will. Whosoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. So don't let the enemy make you ever doubt the love of God. He loves you so much. He cares about your coming and going. And he said, I've set a special time aside. As, as things are winding down or winding up in these latter days, he says that I'm going to raise up my church, the one that will hear my prophetic word and believe my word. He said, I'm going to raise them up in, in, in such glory by my favor 
that they will be a, a beacon of light that will draw those that, that are lost and those that are hurting and those that have been confused and the, those that are open, and it will draw them to the God who is blessing his people in that way. See, God wants to use you in a, as an evangelist in every way possible. Yes, we can go as an evangelist and we can share the good news as we're commanded to do so. Tell others about Jesus. We're to testify. We're to tell others about what God has done in our life and how good God is and how God is no respecter of persons and he'd love to do the same in their life. But God wants our lives to be also an oak of righteousness, a planting of him so he can display his favor on us that the world can see and come to him through the favor that he sees on our life. Will you make yourself available? God, here am I. Here am I, God. Yes, Lord, I want to be planted in righteousness that you can display your favor on me rather than, well, that's just a little excess. I didn't really need that. It's not about you. See, you're missing it. It's not about you. Well, I've just got my needs met and that'll keep me humble, so I'm just going to stay right there where my needs are met. That'll keep me humble. Let me tell you what. Are you that immature? Are you that shallow? Think about it. Here, souls could come to know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior and be set free from the bondages of the enemy if you were in a position where you're not just getting by and having to punch the clock 60 hours a week just to keep the lights on, where you have a little excess of time and a little excess of funds that you can be a blessing in the world. Amen? Amen? Also, favor produces recognition even when you seem the least likely to receive it. Anybody in here, uh, the black sheep of the family, uh, the one thought less likely to uh, succeed, uh, the last one picked on the team, the, you know, you know, it's just, but let me tell you what, the favor of God changes all of that. See, favor produces recognition even when you seem the least likely to receive it. We see that in 1 Samuel 16, 22. Then Saul sent to Jesse saying, Please let David stand before me, for he has found favor. He has found favor in my sight. I mean, here Samuel uh, had gone to David's house, and I mean Jesse's house, and Jesse had brought all of his boys except the least likely to succeed. The runt the reddish one that was out in the pasture land taking care of the sheep. Don't even bring him in. The prophet of God said, bring me all of your sons. And he didn't even bring him in. Now Jesse was a wealthy man. Jesse had servants. He had people on staff that worked for him. He could have easily put them in charge of the sheep. But he didn't bring David in. The least likely to succeed. But here, when it comes time, now Saul sends to Jesse and says, please let David stand before me, for he has found favor in my sight. The favor of God produces recognition even when you seem the least likely to receive it. And I got that word for you right now. You may feel like that you've, you've messed up and you've disqualified. You may feel like that because your family never put you first that you're never going to be first. You may feel like that because no one ever picked you, you're never going to make it. You're, just, you're, you're always to be in the background. You're always to be in the shadows. Well, I'm here to tell you the favor of God is calling you out of the shadows. And the favor of God is calling you up to be in a place of prominence and promotion in an area. I don't know what the area is, but in an area in your life. And you're to do it with great humility, knowing that the promotion comes from the Lord. That what God is doing, this is for God to use you to advance His kingdom and for you to accept the promotion. I'm speaking to someone like, I know this uh, man, he's 52 years old, and he still works in a factory and he works on the lower level in the factory on the labor force. And everybody tells him, sir, you're, you're, you're timing out, you're aging out, you're not going to be able to keep up with the younger guys. Your, your bones, your joints, you're, you're, just, you're just getting older. This is No one your age still does this laborious work that you're doing. Why won't you put in for a promotion? And they pointed out to him, you're a loyal worker. You've been with the company for dozens of years. And, and here, put in for this and put in for that. And this 52-year-old man with tears in his eyes told me, he said, I can never, ever complete the paperwork. And I said, why? 
He says, because I still hear my father saying that a pile of dog feces means more to me than you, boy, and that you will never amount to anything. He said, I still hear that. I said, well, I want you to hear a word that is more powerful than the authority of your earthly father, and that's the word of your heavenly father. And your heavenly father says that you're created at the apple of his eye. He, you're etched in the palm of his hand. That he dances over you, and he sings over you, and he wants you to promote, and he wants you to advance. And I began to just share, and he wept, and he wept, and, and we were out of town, and, and, and the relationship was uh, long distance, and, and still, I think he's working he took a little promotion, but not a big promotion with which he would uh, definitely qualify for. Oh, what the enemy will do, what he will do to keep you pressed down, to keep you underfoot. But I'm here to tell you, God says this is an open heaven. This is a season of open heaven and a set time for the favor you. And my favor will promote you. My favor will call you out of the backside of the barn and say, get, don't shovel manure. Get up here right now and have the king call for you and say, because the favor of God is on you, you're going to be anointed to be the king. You're going to be anointed to serve in the palace here and to serve the people. That is yours. I don't know if that fits you, but if it does, I want you to receive it. I want you to receive it. Father God, I just pray right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, there are many more we're going to look at in the days to come. But right now, God, I want us to just focus on these. Lord God, that we would identify and that we would, we would Lord, embrace your word. Your prophetic word that, is, that we're hearing right now, Lord God. Let it cause our faith to arise. Lord, let it, help us to hear it with hearing ears. You said, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. Help us tonight, God, remove any barrier, anything from our spiritual ear from not, to keep us from hearing your truth. And Lord God, that I just come against that deaf and dumb spirit in the name of Jesus. That deaf and dumb spirit, I come against it in the name of Jesus. That spirit that wants to keep us deaf so we don't hear the word so that our faith doesn't arise to take hold of the Word, to declare the Word, then to walk the Word out. I just come against it. I rebuke you, devil, in the name of Jesus. I rebuke this deaf spirit in the name of Jesus. And I rebuke this dumb spirit that would uh, cause our tongues not to speak the truth of God's Word. Lord God, we know that power of life and death and blessing and cursing is in our tongue and that we don't need a dumb tongue. We need a tongue that will speak, a tongue that is loose, a tongue that will declare the Word of God. As we hear the prophetic word of God, Lord, that our tongue would align with your word and declare it in our home, in our business, in our marketplace, in our neighborhood, Lord God. So I just come against now in the name of Jesus any dumb spirit and any deaf spirit. That deaf and dumb spirit, I come against it by the blood of the Lamb. Be gone and removed off the people of God that we will hear your word. And now, Holy Spirit, I pray that you would come and seal this word in our hearts and in our minds. We know the foul of the air represents the enemy. Demon spirits are flying around our lives trying to devour the seed, to take the seed of the Word from us. But I pray, Holy Spirit, You would help this Word go into the good soil of our heart and in the good soil of our mind, that it would bear 30, 60, or 100-fold for Your glory, that we would rise up out of here not just to be hearers, but doers of Your Word. Guide us, I pray, by your spirit. Guide us, I pray, by your right hand. Guide us, I pray, by your love. Lord God, that we would now go forth and walk this word out in our lives, giving you praise before it comes to pass, giving you honor before it comes to pass, because you said that we're under an open heaven to divine favor. And Lord God, we're receiving it. We're going to walk in it, and we're going to talk in it, and we're going to enjoy it for you, Lord God, are good. And we bless you, and we praise you, and we magnify magnify your holy name for it is in Jesus name we pray and everybody said